Welcome to the UCM. We're your tour guides, Zan Peters and Joe Semino. And we're going to be taking you through our humble little museum's collection. The exhibits may or may not be real, but the stories sure are. Enjoy your visit today at the Uncanny County Museum. most insulting thing to have ever been created. I mean, I, I'm still in disbelief. It is ableist. It is an affront to anything creative that human beings have ever done. I mean, I was sitting there questioning our entire existence up until that point. And we were not even finished watching Cars 2. Hey, hey, Zan. Hey, Zan. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe the, the the beneficiaries are here and the curator is present. Maybe let's not rant about cars too right now. But oh, okay. All right. Save it for later. Save it for later. It's okay. the, the after okay. party at the end. Uh, of the welcome everyone uh, to the uh, reception for the Uncanny County Museum's uh, exhibit today on internet culture. Uh, here to present uh, is the our guest curator. For this exhibition. Everybody please welcome Allison Dempsey. Hello everybody. How you doing today? Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for uh, curating the show for our uh, museum you. here. Yeah, it's a personal passion of mine. Yeah. So what do you think of Cars 2? Personally, garbage. Mm, interesting, interesting. I'm, yes. Why... What is the point of Cars 2? What is... Let, let's talk about this real quick, because I just mm. saw this shit for the first <laughs> time um, <laughs> last last week. So we're going to talk about this real quick to catch up. Um, <laughs> before we talk about anything else, I need oh to talk God. about Cars 2. Okay, go for it. Fair enough. Joe, you've seen Cars 2. I haven't seen Cars 2. You haven't I've seen, seen Cars 3. Ah, uh, okay. But... I own cars too, so riddle me this. <laughs> yeah, well, don't open it because, like, your face is gonna melt off. Like, you're looking into the Ark of the Covenant. Oh my God! <laughs> so the bad guys are the bad guys are cars with planned obsolescence. Like, it, it's a hmm. it's a very weird movie in terms of what am I supposed to take away from this? That the disabled. The pe people that are born with disabilities are the bad guys. What 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 is the message of this movie? Also, like, did not answer any of my questions as to how cars read a newspaper. <laughs> also, why do they 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 drink oil, but they also have wasabi? I'm sorry, what? Yeah, they have wasabi. Because uh, made how do they the eat it? Well, they've got, we've established they've mouth. got mouths. But, ah, uh, Yeah. This makes me so uncomfortable. Yeah, and then also, like, it is, 
Here's the other weird thing about cars. The plot of the villain in cars, their plan is so complicated, I do not think I entirely understand it. So oh follow God. me here. All right. So there's this car who has uh-huh. fuel alternative, right? Okay. It's got like an eco friendly gas thing called um all in all. And huh. they're going to have this racing series. Uh, where all the cars race uh, while using all in all, but then cars start exploding <gasps> while they're on all in all. Oh no! And then uh, th- there's this whole plot, uh, and it it turns out that all of the cars are manufactured. All these cars that are manufactured with faulty engines all have a secret mafia where they are trying to prevent uh all in all from catching on but also all in all is owned by the leader bad guy car but also he's trying to ruin the reputation of all in all even though it's established that he's going to be rich by this made rich by this fuel alternative um and he's already rich so why should any of this matter and he lied about converting to electricity and and then um uh then they discover that all in all didn't even really exist and uh, Lightning McQueen doesn't blow up because he was using regular gasoline all along, but then they also just said that all in all was just regular gasoline, and uh, I it's think, really, really stupid. <laughs> I think you're thinking about this more than the people who wrote the script. You know what? Okay, I'm also, another thing, I'm currently trying to learn Cinema 4D. Computer animation is incredibly mm-hmm. hard. Cars yeah. 2 looks <clears throat> terrible like it doesn't <laughs> yeah. look like it's finished rendering no i mean it, the 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 yeah i mean because you could at least give this to cars one it's nice to look at yeah and it has that kick-ass rascal flat song in it life is a highway can we agree that that cover is better than the original yeah oh, 100 percent. oh my god absolutely yeah. yeah okay glad we got that out of the way because Honestly, that the original song, it sounds like that harmonica solo in it. It sounds <laughs> it like it sounds like what you what you would play if you were handed a harmonica for the first time, where you would just blow really hard <laughs> on it on one note. Like that? That Joe, that's too complicated. Oh, sorry. Yeah, okay. I didn't know you knew how to play Life is a Highway. Uh, yeah, me either. I just picked up a harmonica right now. Yeah, I mean, even Alanis Morissette's harmonica solo in Head Over Feet is more interesting. <laughs> yeah. I, I've heard more competent harmonica in Shakira songs. Oh, okay. I mean, I Laundry Service mm. by Shakira. Mm. <laughs> Good album. Fair enough. I'm going to be honest with you right now. Cars 2 is 100% just made to sell toys. I heard it was made specifically to pay for Brave. Huh. That is I heard a that sacrifice from kids I'm from willing to Ringling. Have. So oh. I would assume they would be all up to date on yeah. the animation drama. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. It's interesting because Brave wasn't even that good. I liked Brave. It was yeah. fine. I mean, it was fine. It was... Nice to look at, at least. It was pretty. It was pretty. pretty. As opposed to Cars 2, it looked expensive. We got a kind of message out of it. What was, oh, what was the message, Joe? What was... Don't turn your mom into a bear. Don't turn your mom into a bear. Listen to your parents. My fit. 
be your own, be a girl boss. As resident girl boss, Uh it's a shitty lesson. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Hot take. Um, but I'm I'm sorry by by stealing, I'm stealing the spotlight from our guest curator out of my need to further explore the cars. (laughs) universe and the bizarre implications <laughs> of it you know we don't even have time really to talk about the existence of it, the italian cars with joe i'm sure you would have a couple of uh, oh, have I some do, input about that we'll we'll save it for our ever our ongoing discourse on cars and the lore yeah behind we'll it. get to that we'll put a pin in that but anyways the internet what's up with it <laughs> seems to be everywhere these days <laughs> Ours is on it too. <laughs> Ours is on it. You can buy a car on the internet. What? Yeah. What a world we live in. Oh man. But yeah, no. I, what do we got? Uh, what are we looking at here? What, what kind of works do we have on display? And Allison, can you tell us a little bit about the thought process and what you've? Yeah, yeah. I mean, what here? did you want to show? What did you want people to feel when they walked in here? How do you guys feel when you enter the internet? Yeah, <laughs> a little nostalgic, Sca- sad, but funny. You know, I have a comedic um, aura on some things and then just scared. Yeah, well, have you guys ever been to the fandom side of the internet? Um, I've, I've dipped my toe look, in every now and then. Looked out my window as I drive past and then roll up my window. Yeah. Ooh, boys, <laughs> do I have a wonderful world to show you. Oh, oh God. And by wonderful, I mean terrifying. <laughs> you can't you can't talk about the internet without talking about shipping. Mm. Off the bat. You mean like through UPS? <laughs> Joe, we support the post office here. USPS. Oh, yeah, yeah, USPS. USPS. Very true, very true. No. <laughs> Relationshipping. Mm. Yeah, have you guys been on Twitter lately? I, you know what? Yeah. I turned off notifications for Twitter a while ago, that. and honestly, my life's been a lot better. Hard agree. I don't doubt that. It's a nightmare. Yeah, I, you know, okay, so I deleted the Facebook app off of my phone. I deleted my Tumblr. Take that, Zuckerberg. Yeah, Zuckerberg. I still, still have the messenger. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> I deleted the, my Tumblr mobile app. Uh, and so now I just use Tumblr on the desktop, so at least I can't, you know, get sucked into that. Yeah. Stronger than me. <laughs> Hard agree. <laughs> well, I mean, it's also funny because, like, the Tumblr app is notoriously glitchy. Interesting. I mean, at least it was in the past. I mean, Tumblr is kind of almost endearing for how poorly it's run, correct? Right? That No one wants to own Tumblr. Yeah, no. the, uh, the creator of Tumblr, he, David Karp, he cashed in when the getting was good. Like, mm. honestly, yeah. I feel like any... Any anything we talk about is t- tonight is going to be incredibly stupid. But if there was any, if there was en- if there was one smart person in all of this, you know, like the one person like that looked around, saw the mess, and said, "I could sell this." It's David Carp, and I think he deserves just a little bit of a shout out being the the sellout on this one 
and making the worst website on the internet or the best no depends on who you ask well okay here here's an interesting thing um and this this can kind of you know uh get get us on onto a more serious track here is you know how seriously we take a lot of things on the internet but you know since it is how we consume most of our news and how we hear about things nowadays tumblr has been notoriously hard to monetize compared to youtube which youtube's algorithm you know doesn't necessarily make sense but there are people that can you know make a living off of youtube ads and there are people that you know are able to you know, amass enough of a following that people will pay for them to create content through Patreon or whatever, you know, your, mm-hmm. your Lindsay Ellis's, your nerd writers, you know, people that do sort of the video essay stuff that's, you know, actually pretty impressive. Um, people that teach musical instrument lessons, you know. But Tumblr shows me ads for, like, buying a mortgage. <laughs> what? <laughs> and... Who on Tumblr's a homeowner? Did you guys see the IHOP ad that got blocked (laughs) by their own porn band? What? Did you guys see that? Do explain. Is that that our first exhibit here? You have, oh, you have it framed. It is a stack of pancakes several feet high, a little dish of butter, completely blurred out so it looks like a penis. I can't unsee it. Uh, I was I was minding my own. Imagine business. if children had seen that. They definitely did. <laughs> no one. Oh, I was scrolling through my feed, minding my own business, liking my shit posts. You know mm-hmm. the usual. Yeah. Scroll down a little further, just a a a dick right on my feed. I click on it. It's an IHOP ad. <laughs> <laughs> they their terrible pornography ban blocked their own ad oh my god i that's tumblr in a nutshell well remember the one do you remember the one time they improved the interface for tumblr what they 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 improved okay do you remember way back in the day the reblog button used to be on the top of the post oh so if you saw a really long post and also with the way that the comments used to work, you know, where it was just lines, um, yeah. you know, so it was like it was just a barcode one letter at a time. So you couldn't even really read whatever drama was going on. Um, <laughs> at some point, Tumblr actually did uh, decide, oh, we're going to put the reblog button at the bottom because typically that's when you decide if you're going to reblog something, if you've seen it first. Right. Or like, remember how. When they first introduced messaging uh, on Tumblr, first it was like you could only send mail and you couldn't see the older parts of the conversation and you had to either publish those or reply privately. You never could see the thread of messages. When they finally introduced direct messaging in Tumblr, they didn't give it to us all at once. That would be, you know too too efficient joe do you know how this might have been past your time on tumblr do you know how you had to get messaging on tumblr nope you had to be messaged by someone that already had it and then it would inf it would infect you ew it was like it was the, the yeah it was like that was basically it 
you know? It was, you know, you, you had to message people and then they would get it. So like a secret club. Yeah. Where, why? Why was that the design for it? Why does I, that make any sense? Who said it had, to, who said it had to make sense? Uh, <laughs> I guess that's, Nothing on Tumblr makes is, sense. True. Yeah, that is very true. I, the, the ban, the porn ban in particular is so funny to me. RIP. Um, remember when porn. they banned Mario images because of Odyssey and he was their 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 fault for like giving us that much detail on Mario's nipples. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. But like, I just I love the 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 idea was we have a forest fire of like these porn bots on Tumblr and infecting our website, so we're just gonna try to purge them all by doing as little work as possible. And then it backfired. Well, they never purged the porn bots. They only purged some of the pornography. Oh, right, which right, is right. It was just a the terrible decision because half of their user interface is just pornography. Yeah. They they lost so yeah. much site traffic yeah. just off that one decision. It wasn't great. What does that say about you know somebody who has an office job at Yahoo or whoever owns Tumblr right now that? that you banned porn and you just have that sinking realization as you watch the numbers drop. You know, the weird thing is there's still quite a bit of porn on Tumblr. There is. Yeah. I don't, for a hot second, there was nothing. Everything was just getting flagged. Mm -hmm. I think they just stopped. I oh, think wow. they gave here's, up. No, here's what, I, here's what I think happened. I think people figured out that new porn cannot be uploaded to Tumblr. The stuff that is currently on there, it's like uh, it's like Bitcoin. You know, there's like a set amount of it. There's a set amount of it, and it's very difficult to get new stuff on there. It's increasingly, exponentially more difficult. We're talking about mm -hmm. we're talking economics here. Um, oh, you know. Stonks. So now you have sort of a set stomp. Yes, uh, you have a <laughs> a set limited resource, and the people you know within that community are sort of using it as currency. Uh, but yeah, I think there is like kind of a uh, set. There seems to have been enough of it left that there still are blogs dedicated to it. Yeah, you know, I'm still scrolling down my feet every once in a while. Penis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That sounds like a fun game. Hmm. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Scroll till you see the penis. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean the, really, the thing was, I really should not have been scrolling through Tumblr in public. Like, because you have no idea mm. what's going to come up. Yeah. Like, you know, you're old. sitting on a bus or something and like, you know, just someone, someone naked except for like a collar, you know, comes up, Ooh. you know, they have cat ears, <laughs> you know, like they're oh. naked, they're naked except they have like those fake plush paws. Oh, oh. my God. Okay. Joe, did you not know any of this existed? I am aware. Um, I what part of Tumblr were you on? I I follow like dinosaur blogs <laughs> and like <laughs> and like blogs that like for a while there was a very active um, community of people on Tumblr, young people that were obsessed with uh, the band, which uh, oh. is one of my favorite bands. You know, lucky them they got that name. <laughs> but, like, there was still even a weird sexual energy to that. Like, people would still reblog a picture of Robbie Robertson 
you know, like huh. the dad rock star. Yeah. Like, you know, Robbie Robertson is a lot of things. He's not what I would call traditionally handsome, especially in the late yeah. 70s where he's just a gaunt, coked out ghost of a person. And he doesn't yeah. have the, you know, even though I think Bowie also kind of had that look, Bowie is interesting enough looking, right? Mm-hmm. And Robbie Robertson just looks hollow and yeah. worn out. And still people are reblogging these pictures of him being like, oh, look at those hands. I'd let those <laughs> hands do things to me. That's a running theme on Tumblr. Have you seen the men that Tumblr fangirls thirst over? They certainly have cheekbones. Not to knock any of these men. They're they're all very beautiful individuals. <laughs> but Misha Collins, I I love him. He's a he's a good actor. I don't get it. Yeah, he's Benedict Cumberbatch. I, I, oh, we man, we talked seems like a nice we talked guy. A bit about this while we were last time when we were setting up this exhibition. Yeah. The obsession with Benedict Cumberbatch. My theory that I proposed to Joe is that that is the vocabulary now for like Shrek and Mario memes. Because I think people remember not that long ago people were unironically saying very sexualized things about real people but now you just see it and you know it's a picture of like shrek not wearing a shirt and it's like "Mm, could you imagine (laughs) (laughs) gross oh my god yeah people are still doing it about real people though not to the extent that they used to but yes and not on Tumblr, Not on Tumblr. Oh. but on Twitter. Yes, post-porn ban, it seems that Tumblr has leaked out into the world around us. Yeah, where else was it supposed to go except Twitter? The cesspool of real people fighting with each other, as opposed to anonymous people voting, but fighting with each other. But that's the weird thing, like, Tumblr, there are a couple of celebrities that have Tumblr, and, like, Taylor Swift actually, I think, promotes it, if she still is active on Tumblr. I think john hodgman has a tumblr but i don't think he advertises what it is called and you know what good for him because i really don't want to see i don't want to see erotic drawings of john hodgman no No. (laughs) love the man yeah love Love him no um class act uh but on twitter you can tweet something and then it accident like you can tweet like something really weird or sexual and it gets accidentally liked by a u.s senator you know uh yeah you could also thirst after the same people you were thirsting after on tumblr and tag the real person the power you can ship two people together who are (laughs) who are not romantically involved god and tag them in it on twitter I just welcome to post porn ban internet, everybody. Oh it's a hellhole. Oh my god! I well, you know we're, we're actually in hell. Wow. There was such a moment where we could have had this been this could have been contained just to Tumblr, and then the floodgates kind of opened, and that's just that ship has sailed a long it's time. It's a lot ago. like the fall of the Soviet Union, you know. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't think so, but. Okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah, let's go. Let's with that. just say, you know, I'm I'm 
my job here is to make wild similes and to just see if anything sticks. You know, because I'm an art student. I hate to tell you. I'm an art. I think that one missed the mark. I'm an art student. And you know what? Sometimes things are like other things. Sometimes things are like other things. Ooh, yeah. That's true. Astute observation there. <laughs> I. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't know. It... You're still trying to make that metaphor work in your brain. I know you are. I am. We're in this weird time on the Internet where instead of just hanging up a poster of your favorite boy band member on your wall mm -hmm. and just making out with it by your lonesome, keeping it your little secret. Mm -hmm. Now there is an entire culture online of people saying, doing, and drawing the wildest shit to make their favorite celebrities the most uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And that culture, I believe, started on Tumblr, mm. where it was not okay, but safe to do it. Because there were no celebrities there to be affected by it. Right. It, I think it definitely changed people's perception of what's okay to do to and about other people. Mm -hmm. So when it moved from an anonymous platform like Tumblr, where you post things under a picture of Shrek that says, mm, Daddy, you are now posting as yourself mm -hmm. about real people mm -hmm. saying, mm, Markiplier and Jacksepticeye must kiss all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, you it, that that's what happened to like the guys from One Direction, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they didn't, the band didn't go their separate ways because of the toxic shipping culture on Twitter. Mm -hmm. But they have said that fans asking them repeatedly if they're dating each other, who's kissing who, it put a strain on their relationship as friends. Yeah, I mean, how, how could it not? That's so yeah. weird. I mean, I just don't get, I don't know. I, I think there's like a, a, delusion kind of surrounding it where people don't separate that and and i think there's something to this sort of transfer from tumblr to twitter where like you were saying awesome where it's the the fake names and usernames and kind of like everybody has a mutual understanding of what this website is and then you go to twitter where it's you most likely it's it's, it's the person it's your name your real kind of identity and then you're doing the exact same thing and it's a totally different connotation yeah. i think both are kind of bad to a certain extent i don't necessarily think shipping real people is ever good but i don't know again it always just reminds me of like and i think i i've mentioned this in one of the exhibits before of of just of people who think that celebrities are the characters they portray mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. that's very dangerous to a certain very, extent yeah it's um well it's weirdly very old hollywood isn't it like yeah yeah i would say so yeah like you got typecast quite deliberately like you know mm -hmm. you would be you would be an actor in the old studio system and they're like you're always going to be the comic relief you're always going to be the dits you're always going to yeah. be the leading man you know exactly you're you're always going to be the sidekick that dies uh <laughs> <laughs> tag yourself it, i think it does kind of i don't know it, it's reminiscent of that and it's very much I don't know, still but playing it by those makes, It almost makes me appreciate, like, drill, you know? Wint. What? <laughs> well, come this way. 
I oh. have a bunch of framed um, drill tweets right here for you. Oh boy! Oh, I think I think these are these these are special short literary works of uh, the modern age. Um, okay. You know, uh, like look at this one where he says he works at the Betsy Ross Museum and he can't fuck the American flag. Like, you know, these are real contemporary questions about our mm -hmm. existence in very this, existential yes very you know like him making uh anti-semitic signaling about the keebler elves in this one is just just such a such as uh, so emblematic of this late capitalist hell we find ourselves in yeah, yeah. uh <sighs> the internet was a mistake yeah can we pull the plug um wow hey i'll flip off god and walk backwards into hell <laughs> you know find find me someone who wrote something more raw than drill i don't know if i can yeah. i don't think i want to no yeah I well agree with that i one. mean okay so we have this weird thing where people cannot separate reality and their you know the the media they're consuming i would say that's you know a a longer running problem that we mm -hmm. that is exacerbated by the internet we see more of these people like like i once heard someone talking about you ever seen the jim carrey movie the cable guy no can't say i have like there's a basically jim carrey's character in that movie is like obsessed with tv and you know, and he's this this loony cable guy who starts stalking the main character, um, and you sort of learn like that he was, you know, like neglected as a child and just like just basically retreated into the fantasy world of TV and stuff. It's it's like a zanier version of Scrooge. Scrooge is also oh. kind of zany, I guess. Um, huh. These are bad examples. Anyways, <laughs> um, I think there was some acknowledgement back in the pre-internet times if you can imagine it that there were these people who were so wrapped up in be it comics or tv shows and those things are and it's not bad to be wrapped up in those things um themselves like to not have some vested interest in them but i think sure. at a point where you assume that that is how you talk to people do you guys ever run into people that like they talk, and you're like, you watch too much Parks and Rec. Yes. Office. <laughs> it's always the office. It's always the people with the office. Always. Oh, my God. That but, is not a, like, per they, it's not they, a personality trait. It's a show. Yeah. It's a good show, mm -hmm. but it's not. Yeah. You, you are not Jim. I, li I, not I like Pam. I'm, I'm a 30 Rock man. Okay. I'm a 30 Rock man. <laughs> is it for, oh, God. <laughs> yeah i mean like i i like parks and rec more than the office i wouldn't say i think parks and rec is more in line with my humor honestly allison turned me onto that show so i can thank her for that i watched the office a lot later yeah. because for me i actually started with um uh arrested development mm. and that got me in comfortable with the, the fake documentary yeah. uh style i mean that's the one i see i think the most where where you do get that personality kind of takeover i totally interrupted your point though what were you getting at with that um just that there are people that talk and they use 
adulting too much as a verb and you're like like i get it that was a funny twitter or tumblr post you saw but like this isn't how we talk to each other right it's like i don't i don't care about slang slang is slang language is always evolving i mean stuff that you know you got on stuff that's like being made for like knockoff uh fandom t-shirts you know the same people who use adulting in real life are the same people who their whole personality is their gryffindor is their is their i'm a hufflepuff yeah they're hogwarts yeah that's the same energy it's the exact same energy yeah it's like i'll tolerate it's like it's weirdly more interesting when people are into zodiacs now than uh than harry potter houses i think because at least nobody owns zodiacs yes they are for everybody yeah let's you know a transphobe didn't create zodiac i mean we don't know that that's actually yeah that's fair i was like hold on a minute hopefully not planets no one that's fair but now we have no way of knowing oh thank god they can't just tweet out transphobic slurs god True, and go retroactively change. Twitter really is assessment. It really is. Well, you know, this... Here's here's my thing with Twitter, is it certainly is useful in a lot of contexts. It's maybe given, I don't know, let's just pick a random person, like, say, our president, you know, maybe (laughs) a little bit too much of a platform to, you know, get elected. Mm -hmm. Uh... Whereas, you know, I think other, you know, he's, he's Trump's remarked himself, you know, like I think in that recent um, 60 Minutes interview that like, you know, the mainstream news would not report on the things that he uh, tweets about, yeah, which he says is a bad thing. Well, he would. Yeah. Well, it's that direct access. It's yeah, that direct it, connection it, with that, an audience. Well, like, I... It, you know, it definitely, like, takes away a lot of the mystique of our celebrities, which also is a double-edged sword because, you know, I think, one, we can kind of see them as more of humans and, you know, prone to mistakes. They also do boring shit that they think that we would find interesting, which, you know, I think, you know, speaks more to their humanity. Yeah. But, you know, the the um the, the problem... One of one, let's say one of the problems with Twitter is it definitely demands it does not ask much of you for attention span, right? You can have mm-hmm. a philosophy self-contained within a tweet. You know, you can have threads of tweets if you want to like try to explain something more complex. But you know, the the tweets that are heard around the world are quite short and yeah. feature very simple philosophy and that's very tantalizing simple philosophy is you know where you do not see moral gray areas you do not want to see other people's points of view you know yeah Mm. and with twitter you kind of have that ability to just it's out there you know yeah well have you seen what i mean it's happened before but just recently again twitter's just coming down on chris pratt whoa really yeah yeah some account posted a tweet it was all the marvel chrises Mm -hmm. it was chris evans chris hemsworth chris pratt and i think they threw chris pine in there or something 
Is he I don't in know. any of the Marvel movies? No, he was he was Steve Trevor in Wonder yeah. Woman and he was in the Star Trek movie. Yeah, but he's not he's not at least in he's the one Chris, the one white Chris yeah. that's not the one that got away. Yeah. Um, but it was a tweet. It said one you have to get rid of one. Who it like who is mm-hmm. it? Every everyone said Chris Pratt. Wow. And that that came as a shock to a lot of people. Yeah. Turns out yeah. that being on the internet kind of outed Chris Pratt's uh, personal view oh. on the world. Oh. Was... Part of one of the most homophobic churches in L.A. Yeah. yeah. Follows the L.A. police, a bunch of Blue Lives Matter uh, stands, God. a lot of alt-right accounts, um, oh. organizations that have high-ranking neo-nazis oh my god and this guy was he had the persona of just like a wholesome man with christian values but because because of the internet because of social media like he kept up that person he doesn't tweet anything about stuff like Mm -hmm. that but you can dig you can dig through anything on the internet you can dig through people that celebrities follow and figure out what kind of a person they might be. Mm-hmm. That's the thing I'm seeing more and more of now. And in most cases, I've always, well, no. In limited cases, I like to think of it as, hey, maybe don't take things out of context, right? Mm-hmm. Like, don't just assume because you follow somebody that they, they like this one thing. But uh, given the climate that we live in and, um, you know, how these people that they're following are, I think it's safe to assume if you're following an alt-right or a neo-Nazi member, you're probably in the same mindset because there's no other reason. Joe, I didn't know that those veggie tails were racist. I, well. <laughs> you, you, like one, you like one TikTok with some veggie tails <laughs> and then it turns out that the, that the guy's a Trump supporter. Yeah. Danger. And then you end up on alt-right TikTok. No. Also, can we just say this? Yeah. The right makes really shitty memes. They're really bad. But here's... It's like the worst insult in 2020. (laughs) You make really bad memes. (laughs) Honestly, the prejudice I am most guilty of is I associate bad graphic design with conservatives. Ooh, same. That, actually, okay, but that's an accurate statement, is it not? Okay, I'll write a, I'll write my thesis on it. There you go. You know uh, what to do. Well, well, they defunded all the arts, so <laughs> it's also. I think it might be possibly because they are old fashioned, so they're gonna make things look old fashioned in an era of moving forward and progress and modern and sleek. Mm-hmm. They're doing. Times New Roman papyrus. Yeah, I mean, no. you know, I've seen lots of. Yeah, papyrus is weirdly popular. You almost feel like they'd be like, oh, papyrus, that's too ethnic. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Papyrus, oh, what's this Middle Eastern? Oh. I don't like this. Uh, Arabic but... numerals? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh no. Um, yeah, no. I... It hurts because you're right. So, anyways. Here's the thing. I saw a picture on, you know, I'm flipping through Etsy. I'm trying to see, I'm trying to get some inspiration. Like okay. I'm, and I, uh, cause I, I want to get more into sewing, uh, 
clothes. Like that's that's been nice. a goal of mine for a while. So I'm just flipping through Etsy, seeing like what what do people make as like handmade clothes? What's attainable? And I pass by this picture of this guy wearing what is clearly a white shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is um, how do I how do I describe it? He is. Uh, the picture is taken from like a 45 degree angle. The shirt is wrinkly and they have very crudely just pasted on top of it. Trump make America great again onto this shirt. And they are selling this as a shirt, a shirt that is very clearly pre-production. And they couldn't even get a model that was facing head on. Cause like you see it on Redbubble all the time. Like, yeah. you know, like we're going to sell yeah. this shirt that we haven't even technically printed yet. Because we're marketing so specifically to oh you, my God. like people can do that. Like you can make a fair, a convincing enough um, graphic of a T-shirt that people can be like, "Oh, I get how T-shirts work. I'll buy that." I mean, and this was like, also, um, oh wait, it was like it was something like "Keep America Great Forever," and "Forever" was spelled wrong. Too. Oh that. no! <laughs> but the, here's the thing: if you would change the context slightly, like if I had, I I did click on that guy just to see because I had to know. I had to know. <laughs> God knows what's going to show up on my Etsy suggestions now Rip. because I clicked oh, on that. You click on it, and you know there's a bunch of Blue Lives Matter shirts, the thin blue line, whatever. Um, so it is a conservative seller. But if you would like change the context of that ever so slightly, that would be a liberal meme. Like, you mm. know, there, there's all those jokes about like Christian memes that like, you know, about like showing how uh, letting women read leads to uh, witchcraft. And like it's the, the joke being like this would be a liberal meme, right? But no, these are like actual conservative memes that like show like, oh, if we. If we uh let if we let women play sports, there's gonna be they're all gonna be uh you know think about like equality and stuff like why why would we want that? And it's like I think that's just because conservatives are a joke. Yeah, <laughs> hot take. Yikes! 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 I yeah, that's that's why mm. it works. What they take seriously as, oh, yeah, you know, that is what would happen if a woman could was reading witchcraft. Yeah. The fact that that same that same statement would then be a meme for people who identify as liberal, yeah. right, right. socialist, left leaning. Do does it seem at all concerning that you could post that and people would get vastly different things out of it and they would absolutely see what they wanted to see in it. You know, this is, Mm. here's, here's the thing I think about a lot. We all love queen, right? Yeah. The queen of England. No, 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 I don't, I I do not care about British. (laughs) You know what? That's a whole other conversation about Tumblr. I do not give a shit about the British royalty. You know, you don't, you don't care about the, the, um, the royal wedding. I mean, Harry's. Harry's was. <laughs> um, anyways, no, no, no. But pop off about Queen. Yeah. Okay. Queen the band. Yeah. Um, Queen's great. Yeah. Uh, but also was like, and I would say you know a pretty 
for for the eighties would probably you would consider a more liberal act, you know, having a uh, a non white frontman, a mm-hmm. a bunch of very overqualified musicians, if we're going yeah. to say anything. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, for sure. You know, and especially uh you know, not out his entire life, but, you know, also a uh, bisexual lead singer, you know, in Freddie Mercury. But as much as, like, I feel like, you know, people want to feel ownership of that art and art like that, you know, like, like, Uh Timothy McVeigh liked Queen, the Oklahoma City bomber, who wanted, you know, he was part of a white separatist christian identity movement cult and it's weird to me that he liked he liked a lot of bands that you know i think we would consider countercultural. yeah and you can run into people that clearly took the very wrong idea uh from harry potter that you know we should <laughs> not judge people based on their mm-hmm. uh ethnic origin or whatever i mean Except, except for the Jews, because um, they control the banks. <laughs> My God, uh, yeah. But there are plenty of people who really like this culture that was born out of right. the left. You know, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that like the Rolling Stones represent everything of uh. The, the Rolling Stones represent contemporary progressivism or contemporary mm-hmm. leftist culture. But, you know, there's a lot of boomers that love them that are conservative. And guess what? The Rolling Stones were considered very left wing when they first showed up on the scene, you know? And yeah, it's I mean, kind of, kind of mm-hmm. the same for all of those bands. And as someone who, you know, is is very interested in a lot of the music of that era, you know, it leads to awkward, you know, conversations with your uncles, right? Where <laughs> you're yeah. like, I love all this music, you know? I love Born in the USA by Bruce Springsteen. I mean, I I actually like Born to Run better. Um, but, you know, <laughs> that they completely take the wrong message away from it. That Born in the USA, for example, is not an anthem about how great America is. Bruce very explicitly has clarified it is about the mistreatment of vietnam vets and in reagan's yeah. america well no an even more recent example is red kingdom mm. tiktok is full of conservatives mm. using the song red kingdom mm. to just post their trump yeah. videos be like yeah red wave I can see the videos the guy who wrote that song hates trump look at rage against the machine Fans, yeah, you know, always I I once context. met this guy who was a libertarian, um, <laughs> a libertarian Green Day fan. That and he okay. did not like. He was like, everything was great until American Idiot. What? And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh okay. I don't know where to go from this this conversation. I think the thing is, though, too, you know. With social media, with Twitter, specifically Facebook and other things, you're getting a radicalization of political identities that I don't think was there uh, during the time of the music. And during, I mean, it was there, but just like, I, it's it's different because, you know, the memes and other things that are generated and... Well, yeah, I guess John Lennon change, never had a Twitter. 
Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and so it's, it's just... God, could you imagine? Because it's so, you know, now uh, celebrities... I mean, I feel like we would have fallen out of love a lot faster with John Lennon. Yeah. We, we wouldn't have had Gal Gadot singing uh, Imagine. Oh, God. <laughs> That's the oh, timeline so I wish we were in. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, yeah, I... Well, because we, we have this chance to romanticize celebrities that died before we got to hear too much about from them. Yes. Yeah, and it's... <laughs> I don't know, again, this picks back up into that, like, dangerous territory where you, you kind of create a falsehood mm-hmm. and then believe it, and then, you know, some, somebody has to say, oh, well, John, you know, John Lennon wasn't that great of a person, and then it's like, you know, your entire um, way of looking at the Beatles changes, but... You know, with with Twitter and with, I think all of that's been said within the last couple minutes, it's very much. I don't know. I, I think it does kind of play a part that you have a platform that people can be sucked into, whether it be influencers, celebrities, others who can easily feed an agenda, and they can do it through memes, and they can do it through videos, and through just tweeting. And I mean. You know, you see the president's tweets, it clearly works. And mm-hmm. that's a scary, scary thing because it's a complete change of information. And I think, you know, there's good parts to the internet that I don't think can be um, taken for granted because I always kind of dislike when people are like, oh, well, you know, the internet, it, where everybody's just on their phones all the times, man. All these millennials and Gen Z, they're on their phones and that's all they do and that's their personality. And I'm like, you're playing Candy Crush, man, on your phone. Like, I'm just, <laughs> I'm reading about post-Soviet politics and you're over here playing Candy Crush. So I don't get it. Like, well, yeah. to me, it, it's so frustrating that like... Even any, any idea that young people use Facebook more than older people, I... At least in my experience, like Facebook is is not the. It, it it's for shit posting only at this point. <laughs> like honest to god, not even I don't. No, the only reason to be on Facebook is to be part of the ant colonies. Oh That's my it. god! <laughs> the don't only even. Wait, we need to, to talk Facebook about this. Anymore. We need to talk about this. This is actually an amazing segue <laughs> back into these weird subcultural groups. Hold yes. on, Allison, why did you, you add me to that? <laughs> <laughs> Please explain. Okay, explain, explain, explain to me what an ant colony is, because I have ideas. Oh, Get ready. It's a it's a group on Facebook where you pretend to be an ant living in a giant ant colony. <laughs> yep. You role play That's it. it. You role play as the that ant. is it. I will be scrolling through my Facebook feed, dodging posts about politics seeing shit posts from my friends and all of a sudden I'll come up on a picture of an ant trying to lift a piece of bread yeah. and it'll say fellow ants help lift and all there'll be hundreds of comments <laughs> under the picture just lift lift <laughs> lift carry scurry lift died lift help queen this is that's it it's yeah. a bunch of sad millennials pretending to be an ant colony on Facebook you know for a second I thought maybe it would have been like uh, online group of like aunts that oh. like are just sharing uh, uh, minion memes. Oh, that definitely exists. It does, and exist. that's the ant colony I don't want to no. be a part of. I mean, well, okay. I mean, there's stuff like that that exists, but like you know, those are. I mean, sad millennials and Gen Z will understand a Harambe joke. 
you know true <clears throat> and like but... i mean let's talk if, if we talk about like we're like there was kind of this running joke that like oh this year can only get so much worse you know because i think we're all just kind of hyper aware of lots of terrible things going on but then you know we had that collective agreement that 2016 really sucked yeah um yeah. and you know it you know with with the election with trump uh you know just everything but you know everybody wanted to tie it back to harambe getting shot earlier that year the gorilla mm-hmm. rest in peace you know uh former gorilla and presidential hopeful harambe Ugh, he got so many votes yeah that was a meme that went too far yes, like agreed that was that was a tragedy mm-hmm. that got turned into a joke yep. for like two months straight i mean but hasn't hasn't that been our lives like that yeah trad- we're, we're just living in the stupidest tragic joke right now i mean yeah but this is this is like my argument with tiger king what a great talking point for animal rights and activism and things to change and then it just you know it gets taken into that joke form mm-hmm. and then the entire message is gone i think with haram the difference is though wow. tiger king was <laughs> though they wanted it to be taken seriously they filmed and edited yeah. that in the style of a reality oh TV they did show. yeah there was no yeah. way that was not going to become a oh no it was on purpose and well, it's for you views know, and content like, but well like okay like compare like the tiger king with like uh the fire festival documentary yeah <laughs> fire fest i mean fire festival really is like almost the spiritual successor to Dashcon, <laughs> it really um, is a, yeah you know where uh but also uh elizabeth holmes i just watched that documentary as well oh, uh theranos okay. and that it's like there's all of these people that are supposedly smart involved with this and huh. like that was a weird what happened um are, are you familiar at all Mm-mm. oh uh, yeah i don't know what's going on uh <laughs> You didn't hear about Fire Festival? Oh no! Wait, is that what we're talking about? Fire Festival? Oh no, I was talking about Elizabeth that. Holmes. Yeah, no, I don't oh, know about that. Yeah. I don't know about that. So Elizabeth Holmes, um, she was kind of—you probably would kind of recognize her, maybe not by name, but she was kind of in that um, motivational speaking TED Talk, talking lots of pictures, uh, shaking hands with politicians. Okay lots of inspirational empower women in stem type things you know where you see like a diverse group of young people like uh all you know uh in the tech industry or something like and it's kind of like this promotion of like you know these are the future business leaders and basically she had a, a a fake invention that she got a lot of people to invest in and endorse and it was this uh, machine called the Edison, um, which you know the the fact that you know she she did she didn't and couldn't invent it and called it the oh Edison. God. There's something weirdly prophetic about that. Um, yeah, <laughs> she clearly idolized Steve Jobs, like dressed in black turtlenecks all the time. Oh, um, and 
like wanted to be like this is going to be the apple of medicine you're going to be able you don't have to draw blood her whole pitch was you basically prick your finger and this machine will tell you uh everything will give you uh i i think she said like 300 tests will run 300 tests on your blood and of course it's impossible to do that yeah with that little amount of blood um and the machines didn't work and you know they it was it was this whole scam and it all fell apart but like henry kissinger was involved with this what yeah like you know there's there's uh there's video of her like schmoozing it up with like every politician you could imagine and i mean you know she tricked a lot of people um yeah. and it was it was one of those things that was started out of good faith like okay we want to help people like it was not a total out and out scam like um dash connor fire festival where there was Mm -hmm. some good intention but i i think with with those documentaries you know you do you are made aware of the of the human suffering and just suffering in general that went into those things like i like that the fire festival documentary you know ends with that that poor woman the uh, restaurant owner you know mm-hmm. just like crying about like you know she she paid everybody what she could like because yeah. fire festival wouldn't pay all those laborers and she paid out of pride of being you know a bohemian and it is is, is what she says and yeah, with Tiger King, they miss that mark just a little bit because they do get very wrapped up in this is pretty crazy, isn't it? Yeah, they don't acknowledge the repercussions. I mean, Zan knows that I could go on about this forever because I wrote an entire paper on it for the end of uh, one of my grad school terms. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think there's something to be said about that within the internet, though, as you can, well, you, too. You look, you look for a certain thing and you will find it. Um, yeah you you, as much as they want to tout it as like a learning tool you do have to treat it yeah i mean you do have to treat it as a tool because you will find in some ways what you are um it it has it has this weird way where you are looped back into the same things over and over again i feel like there was a point in time where i was looking for like books on a certain specific subject and it kind of only would return me to like a couple of books written on that and they were not what I was looking for and it was only like it was really hard to eventually like find what I wanted things that were outside of the most mm-hmm. popular thing so there's definitely like a, an agenda you know, when you search for stuff. Well, I'll pass this one by you. I mean, you see Google going under a lawsuit because, you know, because of their monopoly and something that I didn't really realize that, you know, 90% of web traffic goes through Google and searches, Mm. which means they're controlling everything that you type up if you're using the Google search bar. Everything that's exposed to you is controlled by one company. Mm. And I think we take that for granted I don't know. I'm curious on your guys' opinion on that because that left me with a bit of like a, 
hmm feeling you know where you're, I mean, are we surprised i mean no no not really you know with the shadow banning and everything else that happens on the internet but it's still just like i think it's easy to get overwhelmed by the amount of information out there that it you know you kind of forget that there is agendas behind things mm-hmm. i think that's one thing i've realized with tiktok that mm-hmm. i took for granted in the beginning <laughs> that I'm realizing more is how, I mean, clearly that app, everybody has agendas on it and different things. And some people just make the craziest content that is hilarious and I love it. Or, you know, uh, VeggieTales alt-right stuff. But <laughs> I, I know, Allison, you, you, you kind of exposed me to that. I know we have some here in the exhibit, but I don't know. I, I see some similarities between that and Tumblr. And I wasn't on Tumblr that long because I didn't understand it. And I just, (laughs) I just, it seems like that's a running theme with you. It is. I just don't get it. I think it's because I don't really like talking on the internet. I really don't like the connection that way. I think for me, I interact with people of similar interests and I think each app I have a different interest on. So like for Tumblr, I was really invested in like Super Hulak and Sherlock and all those things in 2013, oh, 2014. But like on the outside, oh, like God, I watched them on my own. I didn't, I didn't know how to communicate, Joe, so I never really did. That literally ruined the world. I, I know, I am ashamed. <laughs> but they're good. That That's was... good content, though. It's just people ruin things. But then, yeah. like, so on Twitter, I follow streamers and uh, YouTubers. That's really what I'm like involved in and for podcasting because I get all the the information on shows or TV or whatever through Twitter, but I don't have notifications and I don't go on there and I don't tweet. Um, And then on Instagram was where I follow all my artists and different kind of comedians and other people and keep more in touch that way. So for me, I always just spread my social media and I guess I have specific things that I look into on them. And then there's TikTok, something that I don't post on. I don't really interact much on. I just observe. And it is weird because i did the same thing with vine but on vine i had an account and like i i never uploaded anything but i was following a ton of content creators that i still follow Mm -hmm. today and and some others and found a very interesting comedic approach that i enjoyed and i think it shaped comedy for a lot of people it definitely shaped it for me i mean i we we could i mean i i feel like we have to talk about vine for a second as as yeah talking about like pivotal internet things like Rest in peace. R.I.P. R.I.P. Well, because that was the thing. I always, always, always held it. I was one of those people, and I still kind of am, that are like, oh, Rit Vine. I miss mm-hmm. Vine. Vine every day, you know, because it was, to me, it was great. It was funny, but. Vine compilations will always be superior to TikTok compilations. Yes, I agree. That's just like, that's just what it's going to be. TikTok, however, I don't know if you would agree with me on this, is the superior app. Hmm. Yeah, because I don't know if I would want to watch a compilation of TikToks, but I feel like in my limited experience of flipping through Vines, you certainly had to dig a little more to get the gems in Vine. Yes. It would be like there's something... Yeah, yeah, you, I, I, th- I think that's the analogy. You just had to dig more. Vine was basically short YouTube. I agree. There was, there was very little social interaction that happened on that app. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a lot of collaborations no. unless you could go see someone in person. Yeah. It just, it didn't happen. Um, I don't know how they did it, how tick musically became TikTok became the next Vine, but it is like the best of both worlds between Instagram and Vine. Well, it's weird yeah. because, because 
you know, musically was god awful and ended in <laughs> such a rough well it bit. didn't end it became, well, it became TikTok. T- well, that, but the thing is like you know it was getting transformed and shut down because of all the different allegations coming up and sort of their um issues within that community but hit or miss i guess i never miss huh <laughs> you got a boyfriend i bet he doesn't miss ya. i still love that video so much but like yeah, I, I, it was interesting because that was the thing. Like, I had the bad taste of musically, I guess, still in my mouth. And, like, I never was on it. I just knew about it and always made fun of it, right? And, like, yeah. I resented TikTok for years. And, like, I... And I got mad at you. Yeah, you did. I got bull. I basically got bullied into getting a TikTok I between both of those people. <laughs> I mean, but there's, like... But there's stuff like that that, you know, limits the interactions in such a way that you feel a little... You know, it, it, it kind of can curate for mm-hmm. you what you are taking in in a way that, you know, Twitter feels so overwhelming. Facebook is incredibly yes. overwhelming. Um, I find Facebook to be like an echo chamber, though. Yeah, but that's, me, I mean, I think in that way. But, you know, look at, um, mm, true. I mean, remember Yik Yak? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Deep memory on Oh. My God! Did I just like did did I just bring you back? Was that like your ratatouille remembering your childhood moment? <laughs> I forgot that was an ad right? oh, before wow. you. Those were the yeah. okay. Those were the dark days. Yeah. I mean, yik yak. For if you oh, don't remember, if you, yeah. Uh, ironically, the same person who got me on Tumblr was also, who's also my roommate, is also the person that got me onto Yik Yak. Um, so clearly, she, you know, knows knows the good stuff. Exquisite yes. taste. Oh my god! You know, I was not a part y- of that. Yik Yak was like local Twitter. Local? Oh, they brewed local homegrown. Um, you know, oh farm to table Twitter. <laughs> farm to except. Oh my god. Like there was no choice but to be anonymous. That was the beauty. Yeah, of it. The, that was that was kind of nice about it. And I think, but you had the only understanding was you were whatever area you were in. I don't know exactly what the radius was for uh, Yik Yak, but you would see anonymous basically tweets. Oh wow! Uh, posted like and you know it. Like you'd you'd hear about like extremely local things like car accidents or like a game that was going on, um, or like just very niche humor of people making fun of uh local businesses and stuff. Interesting. But like, you know, that eventually got shut down and stuff. But you know, that that did exist and had a bit of a following for a while. Like that, um, there, there was a moment you can see all of this trial and error to try to just get that thing to to hold people's attention. I think Yik Yak's thing was like, you know, if you're on Yik Yak in Bozeman, you're not going to keep scrolling. There's only so many people posting right. in Bozeman, Montana. Right. <laughs> yeah, I. It's interesting to think of it locally versus globally. You know the weird thing about Yik Yak, though? What? On oh, the one year, the one year thing. <laughs> well, if you got downvoted enough, your your yik yak just got deleted. What? Yeah. 
What did they eject yeah, you? Dude. Is this Among Us? No, what? well, just your particular post got deleted. Oh, I thought like your account just. Well, no, was, you're like, anonymous. How can you get deleted? <laughs> I guess there's no true. account. Oh my god, that's crazy. That is what a did feature I miss? they need to implement on every social media platform. Every time I like try to order food or something, I've got to make an account with a separate website or whatever, and it's like, fine, I'll just go walk and get it. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I don't know why. It's like the, all of this is making me such an old man, where I'm just like. Like, you know, I know, here's my thing. I know if Google really wanted my phone number, they could get it. They could find they it. They have it. But every time they, they, they have, have everything. It. Every time I sign into my Gmail, they keep asking me for my phone number and I won't oh, give it well. to them. Hmm. They say they need it for like security verification or whatever. And <laughs> I'm not going to give it to them because just on principle, I'm like, I want <laughs> them to have to admit if they ever, for oh some reason, have my phone number, I want them to admit it that I didn't give it to oh them. Oh, my God. You really showed it to Google there. Zach. I really showed Google. <laughs> I'm like one of those people that posts those, like, copy-paste things on Facebook. Oh, it's like, my God. To whoever it may concern, I object to, I exempt from Facebook's new rule. I do not give Facebook permission. You know what's whack about Facebook? What? You still can't downvote things. You can't yeah. dislike a Didn't, post. Weren't you able to do that for a bit? No. no Did I, don't I dream think so? That? I think there we were tried. rumors that there'd be a dislike button, yeah. but mm. never happened. Mm. You still have to just comment dislike on the on the uh, post. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, Facebook just needs to become MySpace and phase out. In all honesty, and it, it, I think it, Facebook just needs to delete itself. It never Facebook will. Marketplace, which, though. Yeah, it, what a weird. I wouldn't. I'm no. sorry, but like I can't. <laughs> no. Remember when they tried to do like the money app or whatever? Like yeah. it was basically like knock off Venmo, and a lot of people used it. Oh yeah, no, I I once paid my rent through Snapchat. That's crazy, dude. <laughs> you won't you won't give Google your phone number. But you gave Snapchat your credit card or Get bank account info. Card. That's worse. <laughs> That's, That's so worse. much worse, dude. I was. I was remote. I had no other way to quickly send a check. And so Snapchat. There, well, remember Snap Cash. Oh, I do. And I was like, this is dumb. This is the worst thing you You're like, do. what idiot would I saw use that this? update happen? Snapchat's one we also don't talk much about, but I also feel like just like the app itself, it's becoming um not really useful. I haven't used Snapchat in like Months. Mm. I literally talked to Zan on Snapchat and um, my sister. Why? Oh. I have a bad habit of getting people reinvolved with Snapchat, people that have deleted <laughs> it. And At then Zan. I say, hey, re download your Snapchat so I can snap you. And I like to think that I have quality uh, stuff that I do. shoot out there. You're keeping the app going. You That's do. He does. It's true. Uh, some of our mutual friends from Italy, that's my primary way of keeping in contact yeah. with them. Instagram's um, mine for a lot of people. I don't know why. Yeah, but like, I have their number. with Snapchat, <laughs> it's like, the, the nice thing about Snapchat, you know, is you don't, you can let someone know you're thinking about them, and you both kind of have an understanding that they don't need to reply to this, you know? Yeah, 
that's fair. You know, like just as as long as, as long as uh, you know, I think I don't run for president and all of my Snapchats get leaked. Like, I think I'm good. Honestly, I think that's why I stopped using Snapchat. I always felt like I had to answer people, mm. and I just didn't. Interesting. I didn't want to. I I still feel that way on a lot of things. Does okay is is it just me or because I'm because of Tumblr and TikTok? Is it just because of those things that it seems like everybody has an OnlyFans now? Um, I under I get that. I see like most people I follow on Twitter will promote theirs. Like I'm following people on, uh, or not following. Like it shows up on my for you page on TikTok when it's like this guy who's like. Dude, my snap, my stepmom follows me on my OnlyFans now. What? What part of TikTok are you yeah, on? Yeah, where are you, dude? Get out of there! <laughs> I don't know how I got here, <laughs> and you may ask yourself, "How did I get here?" Disco underground. And you may say to yourself, "My God, what have I done?" Oh no! What did you do? Oh Jesus! What I don't um, know what part of the algorithm, like uh, no, I see it promoted a lot, and um, it's interesting. I don't know what part of TikTok y'all are on. I've not come across one person promoting their OnlyFans. Seriously? Well, not people necessarily like always huh. promoting their OnlyFans because I think they're. I think I scroll past most of like thirst trap stuff, but like okay. yeah, you know, there's also like you know people that are like hot and funny yes. um <laughs> that are like hey yeah that that make jokes about like oh my old teacher follows me on only fans now um yeah, that's weird and yeah no i'll say this um definitely pro um sex worker rights and absolutely that yes. business um the thing that bothers me is no one talks about some of the dark stuff behind only fans and how people who subscribe get access to different creators' information and kind of stalk them, and that makes me very uncomfortable for you them know, yeah, and their you know, safety. So I question of, the website a lot. One of my roommates told me about how there was an influencer that lived here in Boston, and just as a like, she once took a picture outside of her apartment, and just because of like part of her walk, her and one of her other friends figured out where her apartment was and oh wow <laughs> because she took this picture outside her window and she ended up like not because of my roommate <laughs> but because yeah. of that picture um i think she ended up having to move jesus like you know it it suddenly becomes like very very scary like that that information very is quick. out there and every now and then i think about like you know, probably back before I knew better, like, I don't know how much to worry about, like, stuff that I posted on Tumblr, you know, five years yeah. ago. But, like, you know, I do, like, wonder what I've put out there that I've forgotten about. And mm -hmm. not that I foresee myself becoming a public figure, either. But that, you know, you do wonder, like, what, uh, if somebody wanted to find me, someone wanted to do like a don't fuck with cats with me, but you know, whatever, like, could they find me? Probably pretty easily. I mean, it's a, 
I don't know. I feel like that's a valid fear. I, I have the same kind of thing, and it makes me have this question of like wanting to pull out of the internet and just try to delete everything, right? But at the same time, it's like, well, this is the age you, we you live wanna in. Be, you want to be uh, living without memes? I guess. I want to be totally unplugged. Nature's my well, meme let, now. Let me say- I draw them in the sand. <laughs> Well, That's me, gonna be like how I how I have to describe things to people, or I have to describe like, me. Here's here's my only thing, and this is a bad association, but I had this roommate. Let's call him Kevin because his name was Kevin, um, <laughs> and he just was a Kevin. Um, oh no. Um, you know he's like, yeah, he uh, he lived out in the wilderness for like a couple of years and just uh-huh. kind of checked out socially. And I don't know oh, wow. what he was like before that, but I met him after that. And he had a lot of catching up to do. He was like, I was 22. Yeah, I was 22. Mm-hmm. He was 28. Had never really had a girlfriend, which, you know, no problem with that or anything. Fair. But like really wanted one in a weird way, if that uh, makes sense. Uh, and like no. was... He would like talk to me and be like, he's like, yeah, like, how do I like get a girl? And like, I was like, well, you know, you could do this, this and this. And he's like, I don't want to change anything about me. I was like, okay, Uh, you know, you can just find someone that likes you for you. And he's like, but she's got to be, she's got to have this, this and this. Um, Um, Is this an incel that became an incel while in the wilderness? I don't. The thing was, he was very, I I don't know if he was full on incel, which I guess we should, I mean, I don't want to talk about them, but maybe we should mention men's rights activists or incels or whatever for a hot second if we're going to talk about internet culture. Yeah. Yeah. Hard to agree. But, you know, this was a guy who was politically very left, but this was like the Bernie bro. Like, I think this was the first Bernie bro I'd ever encountered, like. A Bernie Sanders fan that was insufferable. Um, <laughs> oh, interesting. You know, he had he drove his beat up Subaru with a Bernie Sanders sticker on it. But um, you know, and this is pre twenty sixteen election. Um, but that's like all he would talk about. He was no fun to be around. He told me a couple of times he didn't get the point of art. Uh, oh, fun. You know, and but like. You know, here's this uh, just art, just, just art. He, like he does, he does, he does art. He didn't don't like art. He stuff. didn't like art. Care to elaborate? Nope. Um, it's like people who say they don't like music. <laughs> dude, dude, I don't trust it. I don't yeah, trust yeah. that. But anyways, then he says that like like one time my girlfriend at the time her sister came by for some reason and her sister was seventeen and he's like and he told. My, he didn't tell me. He told my girlfriend. Her sister's kind of hot. Gross. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he, he was 28? 20, 27 or 28. Yeah, late 20s. Still bad. Don't matter. Yeah. Yeah. It's super gross. Like at least 10 years older than her. Pardon me while I vomit. Also, she's, also, she's a mm. minor yeah so and this guy also like okay so i mean i have it's something i don't like admitting 
I, I don't know why. I don't know why the judgment, but I have met most of my significant others online. Um, and I don't know why I, I inflict so much judgment on myself about that. What are you supposed to do? Meet them in a bar? <laughs> True. Well, yeah, it's also real. It's really hard. I don't like drinking and I hate and yeah, unless there's music, <laughs> unless there is live music, I do not want to be in a bar. That's valid. Um, Completely valid. Yeah. Um, one time. Uh, Kevin went on a family vacation. Um, and came back and told us he'd met someone. And he's like, yeah, she's uh, an exchange student from China, and she's gonna, um, she wanted to come, she wants to see, like, America, she's gonna come visit, uh, and she wanted to go backpacking with me. And he was making it sound like this was a very romantic thing, like, they'd met on Lake Tahoe, they had this whole romantic time or whatever. And then she comes, and it is not the vibe that he led us to believe, like, Kevin did not own a bed. Kevin slept on the floor of his room. And he bought a um, bed with the anticipation of her coming and that they were going to sleep together in this bed. Um, this girl that he had just met. So she comes to visit. Um, I see you both look very uncomfortable. I'm but... really uncomfortable. So anyways, I, I need so, to leave. So she comes and she's terrified by him she does not speak english super well she completely oh misunderstood what come camping with me meant um and like so we're talking to him in the morning she hasn't come downstairs yet and we're like so how was last night and he's like did you guys like sleep in the same bed and he's like yeah uh but then she told me you know she wasn't interested in me or whatever and we're like so then you got on the couch right and he's like, no, we still cuddled. And it's like, I can't imagine how uncomfortable that poor girl must have been. Like, with, with, with this guy that cannot get, the, cannot get the hint or whatever. Then, like, you know, they're supposed to go camping for like a week. They make it one day and come back. Um, and then she was gone like two days later she was like actually i'm gonna go uh somewhere else and then hopped on a train and left smart girl yeah, yeah. and anyways that's why i think you need some hu human interaction you can't just go live out in the woods <laughs> <laughs> joe don't you love the way i tell stories <laughs> I was I, I really kind of lost a moment. I was like, where's he going with this? Where oh, is this horrible thing happening? Tumblr. Oh, wow. <laughs> you I, need a little bit of social. I'm saying you need a little bit of social literacy. Well, I'm, social I'm saying every now and then you should feel a little shame. Yes. <laughs> I think that's the problem with the Internet, too, is with, anonym, with anonymity, you kind of remove that. Okay. And we're also social creatures. We need that interaction Just, and i need you two to answer one question before we go yeah okay. why do men why do men why do men uh uh men do uh, <laughs> there uh, is no answer to this uh um <clears throat> uh, man catch fish uh, man, man catch fish. Man catch fish. Man show fish. Um, um, man, show fish. <laughs> man lift. 
Men Insecure. Man Lift. Man Insecure and Lift. Um, um he, yes. he really he really just slept in the bed <laughs> with her, huh? Yep. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Read you know, you can read the room. I mean Kevin clearly can't, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, hmm. to quote to quote Kevin James, Kevin can wait. <laughs> Suddenly I'm thankful that I'm in quarantine and I don't have to meet people anymore. Hmm. Yeah. I'll stick to the internet. Thank you. I mean, it's got it's weird now, like that I only know my classmates through the internet. Um, yeah, yeah, that that's a bizarre experience. I mean, it's basically just like you know an Xbox gamer chat, mm. you know, and people have just internet friends. I feel like that's something that's going to become more and more acceptable. Which is, yeah, I mean, I think it's with anything, it's exciting and it's terrifying. But the thing is, like, it's one thing to have like, and and here's here's maybe something to kind of put to to sort of put a little bit of a button on this is. Put a little bit of a bow on this. Sorry, you could also put a button on it. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever you want. I don't care. Um, you know, with our inability to separate our fantasy from our reality, be it you know shipping, be it you know being so mm. invested in a lot of this fantasy stuff that it is so all encompassing, it is all you kind of fixate on. Um, you know, in the sense that I still want people to like what they like. I want, but I want them to be critical and. Um, you know, and I want I want to have both of those competing philosophies. I think you can have multiple philosophies because any philosophy by itself, I think, by nature is incomplete. And mm -hmm. when you accept that, that, you know, so-and-so was a great artist and so-and-so was also part of a racist patriarchal society both of those things can be true the thing is with you know having classes over zoom and i think most of our interactions right now being online everybody just kind of sounds like neil breen because you have this small window of time stay with me <laughs> stay with me this analogy is actually going somewhere oh boy can't uh, wait uh so you have this short window of time where you have your manifesto that you want to present, and it is you alone, like Neil Breen, standing in front of a fake background, um, presenting your manifesto and how you, what you think. You alone know what the mm. problem is on Earth, and you're going to solve it, and everybody else just needs to shut up. And, you know, uh, and if you're Neil Breen, you think that political correctness is destroying our society. <laughs> Um, but uh, that you know, you wanted, you want your turn to be the fast talking, talking head, Tommy Lauren, whatever, just like talking directly into that camera on your computer mm -hmm. and talking in very blunt, aggressive terms about how you want to change society. And there's an important distinction to make because, you know, one side of the political spectrum has Nazis on it and one does not. So let's make it clear which side we're fucking on. Let's do that. But the difficulty is having that conversation and wanting to be all-encompassing and wanting to be that direct, you can make something that puts you in a very narrow, dangerous, pigeonholed 
philosophy that's not only alienating to anyone else that might be worth having a discussion with, you know, shades of gray. But that is kind of our experience right now. And I think what we're going through, everybody is Neil Breen. (sighs) That's a really good point. It's depressing. Yeah. (laughs) I think, yeah. The politicians, the bankers, the international bankers, the CEO, the CEO, (laughs) political correctness. I have murdered three hundred. What, what does he say? I have I have eliminated uh, three hundred oh million yeah. humans. Allison, Allison you gotta see a yeah, Neil Breen film. <laughs> you gotta come back when we have the the um, exhibit on him. I think yes. you'll you'll enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, you'll love it. It's quite a crazy. Okay, experience. I promise. I'll think you, about it. Oh, if you come, if you come <laughs> back, because I love having you on the show. Oh, well, thank you. I love having you. Yeah, I, I mean, in this show here in the museum, because uh, this is a museum, uh, I love having you here in the museum. And, you know, if you come back and suffer through us talking about Neil Breen and Tommy Wiseau and Troll 2 and Samurai Cop, we'll also talk about uh, Cats 2019. Yes! Oh, oh boy. I've been waiting to talk about oh, Cats 2019 for a whole oh. year. Yes. It's a true. I have a rage I, built up. Yes, yes. I, I just think, have questions. Yeah. I mean, we have lots of questions. Like in Cars 2. Um, no. Um <laughs> but I think I think this has been a very successful opening. It's uh I definitely I miss openings. What what's your guys' persona? Where do you come at when you're uh at an opening where you know uh joe looks like he's just lost in thought like he's cameron in uh um ferris bueller's day off staring at that painting like he just kind of joe leaves his body when he's not talking to someone (laughs) and then and then assume someone starts talking to him you know he re-inhabits it he becomes a person again very true me i'm there for the wine and the bread and the art the what it's like Catholicism. Wine, bread, and art. I could leave the rest. <laughs> Accurate. Alvin, how about you? <laughs> Ooh, you're right. <laughs> I'm just there for a good time. Be it good art, good food, good friends. Oh yeah. I'll just come along. One day Aww. again. One day. Some right, someday. Yeah. Uh well, until that day, I will have been Zan Peters. You can find me at Xanosaurus on Instagram. And you can also find me here at the Uncanny County Museum. And I have been Joe Semino. You can find me on Instagram as at Joe Semino Art or here at the Uncanny County Museum as well. And I've been Allison Dempsey. You can't find me anywhere. Living off the grid. I like it. Yeah. Nice. Don't let Zuckerberg <laughs> win. <laughs> well, you can find me on Tumblr, but I'm not giving anyone my handle. Ooh, it's like a, it's like a, like a geocache. Like they can find you, but like they have to like really look. If you guys want to try. Clues. 
You can try to find me. You can try to find me. No one knows who I am there. Someone can try to find me on Tumblr, probably. Yeah. Mm, a quest. Yeah. Well, thank you again, Allison, for coming and curating. Yeah, thank you so here. much. Been... And thank you again for stopping by the Uncanny County Museum. We appreciate you coming by, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.